p.m. There's wheelchair access. The terrific. And you're listening to 94.1 KPFA in Berkeley, KPFB in Berkeley, KFCF in Fresno. Cover to cover, open book begins now. Welcome to the Poet to Poet series. I'm your host, Nina Serrano. My guest today is Eva Schlesinger. You've heard her on this program before, and usually it's with very humorous poetry. But today we're dealing with something else. We're dealing with healing, and she's going to be talking about her book, Remembering the Walker and Wheelchair, Poems of Grief and Healing. Welcome, Eva Schlesinger. Thank you. It's wonderful that you walked in here on your own two feet, no wheelchair, no grief, a big smile. I rejoice in that. So do I. So I wondered if you could talk to us a little bit about how this poem came to be written. I was in an accident. I was burned in an explosion in 1998. And a few days after my accident, I started recording what happened in my journal. And almost immediately, I started writing poetry about the accident. About seven years later, I was in a poetry class, and one poem after another just popped out of me. And after a couple of years, I had enough for a collection, and so I sent it off, and it got accepted. Well, that's wonderful, and it's wonderful because it's about something that almost all of us need, a healing, and so it's beautiful that you've been able to document the process in poetry. Do you think that poetry itself was part of the healing? I think that writing about it is a very healing experience. It accesses the deep parts, and it allowed me to write about it, write down my feelings in a way that I hadn't before and through writing about it I was able to heal along with doing the physical and occupational rehabilitation. Well we're so glad you did heal and so glad for the big smile on your face now the poet's smile of triumph. (laughs) So could you begin to read to us some of these poems from this book? Sure. The most perfect day, turpentine and linseed oil, rags soaked in a bucket, spontaneous combustion ignited propane. I was out walking on the street that day, Winslow Ave, mid-July. I was out walking past that building where I heard the murmur of voices, the car backfiring, I thought it was a car, that sharp popping noise, like backfire, gunshot. I had turned left instead of right. For a long time afterward, I thought it was because I turned left instead of right. For a long time, I believed it happened because I was there that day, midsummer day in July, the most perfect day you can imagine. You're listening to Eva Schlesinger reading from her own work from her book called Remembering the Walker and Wheelchair, Poems of Grief and Healing, published by Finishing Line Press. 
Can you read us some more? Sure. The bandages. I remember the bandages, gauze wrapped around my face, arms, and legs, unraveled twice a day for silver nitrate dressings, sealed tight. In emergency, I wailed while skin graft murmurs hovered in the air. I am part wolf, I told the doctors, misunderstood by my pack. The doctors misunderstood me, too. They kept the shades drawn. They didn't want me to see the moon. I started howling, unraveled twice a day for silver nitrate dressings. I remember how human I am. I remember the bandages. I am part wolf. I said I was part wolf in the emergency room when they talked about skin graft surgery. I asked, whose skin will mine be grafted with? The doctors said, your own. I thought it'd be with a wolf, since I am part wolf. I wanted them to know. For two weeks, I lay in a hospital room, its blinds closed, my room dim and dark. It was because I was burned, I thought. I was supposed to stay away from the sun. One day, I asked the burn tech, Carl, it's because you said you were part wolf. The doctors thought you'd start howling if you saw the moon. We laughed so hard my sides ached. The laughter cleared my pain that day. It cleaned my insides out. The sun was back the next morning, beaming at me through the pain. Sailboats on the River I once saw sailboats on the Charles River. I sat in a coral pink lounge chair beside a long window. I sat in the chair and looked out. I had no energy to hold a magazine. My father kept me company. I sat in the sunroom. I watched sailboats on the river. Their movements effortless, their spirits buoyant. My movements cumbersome, laden with effort. I shuffled in a hospital johnny and fluffy slippers along the corridor from my room to the sunroom. I placed both hands on the walker to support me. My father or mother strolled by my side. Sometimes I leaned on a nurse for support. My face flushed with exertion. By the time I arrived down the hall, I flopped into the chair and cupped my hands in my lap. The sun shone too brightly through the window. Rest between steps. I lay in the hospital bed without strength to turn over or curl into a ball. Burn techs rolled me over when they changed my sheets. They sponged my back. I spoke into a black telephone. I did not have to pick up and dial. My left arm burned so badly I could not bend it or make a fist. I dragged my ivy pole to the bathroom. Afterwards, I lay in my bed, unable to move for hours. I had just run a marathon. In the rehab hospital, my legs were wooden boards. My physical therapist pushed them millimeter by millimeter. 
inching them back till my heels could touch my butt. I sat on a bicycle and gritted my teeth, trying to force pedals around. Ten minutes exhausted me. The occupational therapist showed me how to pick up things again. She placed a wooden dowel between my hands. I thrust it forward and back to bend my arms. I started lifting one-pound weights, then collapsed on my bed, my head propped up on pillows, remembering how I used to run three miles and have so much energy left over I'd swim that same day. I practiced walking outside, clinging to a narrow black railing. I hoisted one foot, then the other, up the concrete stairs by the side of the hospital. I paused to rest between steps. The hospital room. The hospital room, the bed I lay on. I pushed a button to make the head part go up and down. My food came on a tray, cream of wheat, orange juice and a carton, and lukewarm mint tea for breakfast. Thin, weak, very salty chicken soup and tuna fish on white bread with the crust cut off for lunch. Ernie fed me the soup. It dribbled down my chin. I sat in bed feeling nauseous, nibbling on saltines. I haven't eaten any since. For dinner, I drank Ensure for extra nutrition. I hated the taste. I didn't want to drink it. My teeth chattered from the cold can. I shook with chills for an hour. I could not stop shivering. Pills for pain plus morphine IV plus vitamin C and iodine and iron and an enormous zinc pill. I lay on my back for a week while the skin grafts took... I'd think I'd have to pee and ring for Frank, the burn tech. When he slipped the pink plastic bedpan under me, I no longer had to go. So he brought a vial of peppermint oil, and I inhaled the strong-smelling peppermint till I peed. I caught a whiff of cigarette smoke. I sniffed again to make sure. I rang for the nurse. She rushed to my side. I smell smoke, I said. No smoking allowed here, she said. I smell it, I insisted. I worried about an explosion. How would I escape, dragging my IV pole, my legs jerking down the corridor? How could I get out in time? My left arm was stiff, unyielding, as were my cheeks. I struggled to open my mouth to brush my teeth. I had to do everything with my right hand. Hold the toothbrush, spread toothpaste on. I could not bend my arms to stretch the floss between my hands. Celeste wheeled me into the shower room to wash my hair. The lukewarm water scalded me. My sweat glands destroyed. Another time I felt chilled. Hotter, I begged her. Learning how to lower myself into the bathtub, my skin grafts taut as armor. I didn't get my period, though it was that time of the month. The surroundings were sterile. The only colors I saw were the blue of my Johnny, the green scrubs, the color copies of my drawings my mother hung to cheer me, and I remember the sadness and fear swirling through my limbs. 
You're listening to Eva Schlesinger reading her poetry called Remembering the Walker and Wheelchair Poems of Grief and Healing. Even when I have a memory of the backfire in my skin. My skin remembers back. I thought it was backfiring, the noise. I thought it was backfire. My skin could tell you otherwise. I don't remember terror then, only now, when I hear the backfire, which is backfire, except now I think it is the explosion, the explosion again. My skin says the explosion, mayhem, backfire, burned all over. Magic is surviving, thriving, even when my skin remembers, even when. Tears of Scars Suddenly I'm noticing my skin on my left hand, the color striation, how white the burn scar, how off color. Splotches of white, teardrops of scar, Tears of scars running down my left hand, my wrist up to my elbow. Blanketing my arm from wrist to elbow, a white blanket scar envelops my arm, encircles it, holds it in place. Once the scar so new, so purple, so inflamed from flames, it held up my arm. I could not move or bend it or my hand. My fingers curled into the letter C, a capital C where the top is far away from the bottom. My fingers curled far from my thumb. I could not move or bend them. I could not make a fist. My hand, splotchy red and white, with a pillow of skin below my middle knuckle, shows tears of scars. Show scars from one day, one year, shows my hard work. I can bend my arm, my elbow, my wrist. I can bend my hand now. I can make a fist. Firing Loud Noises I struggle with hearing loud noises, loud, sharp, popping noises, Popping noises like gunshot, fireworks, it's the recycling bin. Car backfiring because they catapult me into another world, the world of July 26, 1998. I don't know which way to turn, right or left. I need to get back to Davis Square. I don't know which way to turn when I leave her house. See you in cyberspace, we wave goodbye. I am walking on a quiet road lined with parked cars. I am enjoying the warm July sun, my new periwinkle t-shirt and blue shorts, feeling loved by my friend after not seeing her, talking with her for two years. Nothing can spoil how perfect this day is, this moment in time. Nothing can spoil it. Then I hear the noise. It's the garbage bin. Popping noise, sharp popping noise, it's someone drumming. Car backfiring, it sounds just like a car backfiring, it's the radiator. Car backfiring, I tell myself, until a louder noise booms its way into my eardrums. It's someone walking upstairs. 
A louder noise booms its way in. It's a motorcycle revving up. I glance up, see the fireball, hear roaring all around me, feel the heat. I have got to get away from that. I try to run. I try to run, but a louder noise, it's the gate, booms its way in, and I am trapped between explosions going off. How will I escape the heat and the fireball? I lie on the sidewalk. Help me, I yell. Help me. A man slings me over his shoulder. He and his friend run with me down the street. I am away from the loud noises. I still hear them booming their way in. It's a balloon popping. I say, my legs hurt intensely. My legs hurt real bad. My legs hurt. The man says, it's just like a sunburn. Just like a sunburn, he says. That calms me. Just like a sunburn. I still hear the noises booming their way in. I still hear them. It's the water heater. I struggle with hearing loud noises. It's a door closing. Catapulted into the world of July 26, 1998. Caught between two worlds. The world I was unsafe in and the world I'm now safe in. I am caught between two worlds and I want out. I am tired of struggling with loud noises. I am tired of being caught between two worlds. I want to remain here, here, here in this world. A door is opening. Remembering the walker and wheelchair. I learned to walk again. I used a walker, a wheelchair. I resembled Frankenstein's monster when I walked. I had been burned in an explosion. I fatigued easily. My physical therapist stretched my quadriceps, hamstrings, Achilles tendon. I walked, I lifted weights three times a day. Danced, I skated, biked, rock climbed on rare occasions. Recently, while cycling 63 miles, I remembered the walker and wheelchair. You've just heard Eva Schlesinger reading from her newest book, Remembering the Walker Wheelchair Poems of Grief and Healing. That was beautiful. How long did it take for you to recover from this explosion? It took two and a half years to get my endurance back, my physical endurance, and it took about seven years to get my psychological endurance back, my feeling of well-being when I'm out and about and just walking down the street. And 16 years later, I would say there's still days when I get triggered and I'm dealing with it. Not to the extent that I was in the first seven years, but it's part of my life. What was the role of healing in writing this book? It gave me a place that I could go to every day and put down my feelings and experiences. And right after the accident, you said you started writing right away. But did you have the use of your hands? How did you do that? I could use my right hand. My right arm was burned, but my right arm was not as burned as severely as my left arm. So luckily, 
I am right-handed, and the day that I had gone to visit my friend, I was carrying my journal, and my journal didn't get affected in the explosions. So it came with me to the hospital in a few days after I'd been moved from the emergency room, and I just asked the burnt text to give me my knapsack, and I pulled out my journal, and I just started writing down everything that had happened thus far. And then every day I wrote, and I recorded all my feelings and I recorded all of the medical things that were going on and the medical discussions that were going on, whether I'd have skin grafts or no skin grafts. And I thought it was important to have skin grafts and to make my legs heal better and more quickly because otherwise it would have taken a much longer time to heal. And then all the discussion around my rehab and how I felt and writing everything down helped me tremendously. And do you continue to use poetry as a form of healing? Yes, I'm always writing poetry. Well, thank you so much for sharing. You've been listening to Eva Schlesinger, poet and the author of this book, Remembering the Walker and Wheelchair, Poems of Grief and Healing by Finishing Line Press. And for more information, can people go to Finishing Line Press? Yeah, go to Finishing Line Press and you can order copies through their website. Well, thank you so much for sharing, Eva Schlesinger. Thank you. The Nature of Love When I was little, I wondered if I really loved anyone, not sure what love was, not knowing it was the name of what I wanted more of and what I already had, what I felt when the ice cream truck played my favorite song or when the man with the wooden vegetable wagon let me feed his horse or when my mother came home smiling in her embroidered blouse or when I ran into the waves and jumped was carried up across and down again my feet landing on the same sandy bottom love was the sweet syrup at the bottom of the cup and being swung and swung around like flying like rolling skating, the sidewalk vibrating in my bones, body music I made rolling down the street under God and all the angel sky. Learning about love more than 50 years later. If you were looking Would you have seen me lost in a strange city? How did you know I was lost? You must have been looking for me all the time to know to find me when no one knew I was lost. You were always looking for me. I understand that now. 
final words. Love me are my last words. I would be a better person if I said, I love you, or only uttered love. It would be a prayer, a supplication to this grand experience called life. But love me is what I feel, what my greedy heart desires and goes back for second helpings. Love me is what all the other hearts say. I hear them behind faces of cool indifference of hooded teenagers, the half-asleep elders after senior center lunches, the weightlifters, wiping sweaty foreheads on gym towels, the punished child walking to the principal's office, or the studied blank faces of bus passengers and the eager faces of tourists. Love me, humanity cries, that even floods, hurricanes, and bombs can't silence. Splendid summer, Octo. Splendid summer smiles upon me, wonderful weather where I walk, following fun folks where they tread, water, sand, rock, and earthly soil. Even sprinkling showers can't spoil following fun folks where they tread, water, sand, rock, and earthly soil. Splendid summer smiles upon me. computer viruses, terrorists, planetary extinction, epidemics, urban crime, drug lords owning governments, torture, a commonplace weapon, and humanless drones with only a button to push to explode life to smatters and splinters, only a law to pass to steal it all. Fearless love is the only defense. Greedy power in my face, like in yours, wants to make us forget, but we cannot forget this nagging feeling hardwired in the bones, wanting to belong snugly in the nest of our planet, be fully accepted because we exist, not for our licenses, documents, and wealth. From this innate primordial desire comes our fearless love peeking around the polluted rubble of destruction, the abandoned gas stations, the poisoned waterways. We look beyond and see other heads bobbing up and down, beaming the signal calling us to show our fearless love in the face of everything. Fearless love, the daily challenge. Ready or not, it is here.
This has been Nina Sverno with Jill Montgomery for the Poet to Poet series. Please check out my website, ninaserrano.com, to hear other programs, poems, and a listing of my upcoming events. Thanks for listening. Luna Dance Institute's 23rd birthday and raise money to support scholarships and community programs that bring dance to 25,000 children at Luna's Dance-a-thon Saturday, March 7th from 1 to 9 p.m. at our studio in Berkeley. This is a benefit for Luna Dance Institute and includes freestyle dancing, swing, improvisation, line dance sample classes, and an evening dance party with DJ Us. Participants raise funds through sponsorship or pay an entry fee at the door. Sign up at lunadanceinstitute.org or call 510 510-